welcome back. There's a pile of laundry right next to me. And I need to push it out of the way so you don't see. Okay. Let's act like I have my life together, okay? Because I do. Welcome or welcome back to the kingdom. But, oh my gosh, I just did the the ear tuck. The braid ear tuck. If you're on TikTok, you know the braid ear tuck. And that's not a good sign, but it's fine. <laughs> if you know, you know. I'm not even going to explain it. But yeah, these days I've been very hyper aware of what I'm doing. And I think it's, it's, it's so good. First of all, it's so good to be aware of what you're doing. And I just, I just mean that like I, I think when I was like walking around with like a cloud over my head, I didn't see, I wasn't aware of what I was doing. I was just kind of like walking through life with just like on autopilot, like just not really focused on what I was doing. I was just kind of like surviving, you know? So on my day to day, I'm just like, I don't really pay attention to what I'm doing. I'm just doing things. Recently, and I think it's because I've just been away from all the noise and that's probably what God wanted. Um, because I've been away from all the noise and I've just been secluded in the woods. Guys, I'm telling you, I know I keep talking about how small this town is, but I'm literally in the woods. I'm in the middle of the woods. Because of that, I've been very aware of every second that goes by. And does that make me make sure that I'm spending my seconds well? No. My screen time is still at 14 hours. We're not going to talk about it. Um, we're not going to talk about it, okay? I watch ASMR throughout the night. That's why. That's my one one excuse. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been very aware of what I've been doing. And I say that because I've been listening to Taylor Swift all week. And not that it's a good or bad thing. I love Taylor Swift. I'm about to go watch the Eras movie in in the movie theaters right after I finish recording this podcast. She's just good like her music is just so fun you know um and they're just all about love and I like that but because of that I've realized that it's been taking my attention away from like other things so and I think I always have I always have something that I'm fixated on and this week it's been Taylor Swift and it would be good if I was fixated on Jesus every week, you know? I, I notice how different maybe I move and talk and behave when my fixation is on him versus when it's on other things. Um and I'm just pointing it out. I'm not I'm not like not rebuking or like I'm not saying too much. I'm just pointing it out that I'm very aware now and And it's good to be aware because then you bring your attention back to what, like, you need to be focused on. And sometimes it's really harmless. Like, Taylor Swift, like, love, love, love her her songs. But when I, like, make that a fixation and that's the only music I'm listening to all day, every day, like, I haven't... Today was the first day that I played worship music um, for a good amount of time. Like, today was the first time I played worship music and, like, actually, like, was worshiping in, like, maybe four or five days. 
and you know there it starts to get to a point where you feel the difference and when you don't feel the difference you should be scared you should be scared if you don't feel the difference and that difference is the holy spirit he can be there when you want him to and if you don't want him to be he's not going to be there and then and then you feel the difference like not that i feel bad or anything but i just know like my attention hasn't been on there why am I even saying all this? I'm saying all this to say that everything I do with this podcast and with my videos and everything, everything I do comes from the heart, you know? So if I'm speaking for like 30 minutes, you're going to know where my heart is. You're going to know what's on my mind. You're just kind of, you're going to know because it's what's going to flow out of my mouth, right? And so I'm giving you a preface of about this episode because I just told you I haven't been like in the word all week I'm being so serious I'm being honest I have not been in my word honestly today's Friday maybe since Sunday right and it started because on Sunday I was late to church and then when once I was late to church I was like oh I'm already like way too late I'm not gonna go I'm just gonna go get go get boba and so I ditched church. <laughs> I got all dressed up for church. And then I was like, look at the time. I'm like, ah. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to go get boba instead. I went and got boba with my sister. We had crepes. It was a lo- It was such a fun Sunday. But that, like, set the tone for the rest of the week where it was like, oh, the presence of God is something that can be pushed to the back burner. And so then I'm waking up the next day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? It's on it's unconscious. Like I'm not doing it consciously, but I think that set the tone for the rest of the week where I was just like not prioritizing the presence of God. Um, And and it'd be like that sometimes. That's all I have to say. But I'm saying that because I'm about to talk about how I feel about getting married at 23. And I'm and I'm going to say that maybe if I was in my word all week, then the tone of this episode would be different. I don't know how this episode is going to go. I don't even know what I'm going to say. Like I said, I literally decided on this. I decided on this like topic right when I hit record. So I don't know the tone of the episode, right? I don't know how it's going to sound, but I'm I'm saying that where my heart is, my heart has been with Taylor Swift all week. <laughs> so it may it may have been different if it was if I if it was like worship music all week, you know, just letting you know so that so that if I say something that you're like, mm, Karen, I don't like how that sounds, you know that. Yeah, <laughs> you just know. OK, OK, not that I'm going to say anything wrong. I'm just letting you know. OK, I'll I'll, I'll quit rambling this disclaimer. It's been way too long. And I'm just going to get into it. Um, let's do what I'm welcoming and exiling. I'm going to do one this episode, one each this episode too, because I've just been like, okay, welcoming. I'm not going to say Taylor Swift. I'm going to say, uh, let's welcome November, you know? What the heck? Let's just, let's welcome November. It's here. It's here. It made its presence. I was trying to push it away because I don't want it to be November because it's cold like I don't know for some reason November and March are the coldest 
for me or they feel the coldest because in October it's like oh it's still October like it could still be warm it could still be cold you know but November is just like full boom someone turn the AC on full blast and so it just kind of shocks you takes you by surprise and you're like whoa you know pump the brakes um so I've been I've been wanting it to slow down but it's been it's just it's bigger than me at this point it's above me now so I'm welcoming it and I'm going to embrace it I'm going to embrace it because it's the last month before I am a married woman (laughs) it's the last month of my singleness I saw a TikTok the other day and the girl this was last month and the girl's like I'm getting married in two months and then she made like a vomit sound and then she's like I'm really excited to get married though but still and then she made another vomit sound and I have never I've never seen anything more accurate than that like that was that's my mood so I'm welcoming November and I'm going to soak in every second of it because it is a bittersweet month for me right now and then I'm exiling I'm just exiling like I guess putting God in the back burner I'm exiling making excuses for why I'm not listening to worship when I wake up and why I'm not doing Bible study like I just get up and I go straight to working and I'm like when has that ever worked for you when has that ever been a good morning routine getting up and going straight to doing your work on your laptop like Oh, and you know what's been happening too? My sleep schedule has been horrible. I think this is this is like the main part of the problem. My sleep schedule, you know what the root of all of this is? It's TikTok. I got back into TikTok and I'm going to stop making TikTok the enemy because it's not the enemy, it's me. I lack self-control and I point my fingers. I start blaming people. I say, it's TikTok, it's Instagram, it's uh. So then I... I turn my screen into black and white and I and then I put locks on it but then I ignore the locks like it's me hi I'm the problem it's me (laughs) um it's just me you know like it's a me problem I lack self-control and discipline like I'm aware that I'm scrolling and I don't want to stop I don't want to stop I don't want to stop. It's so, mm, it just gives me so much. I love it. (laughs) I love it. And then I hate myself for it in like two hours. But yeah, I've been up all night on TikTok. I have been obsessed or I'm obsessing about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, which led me to start listening to all of her music. But there's just something about that relationship (laughs) that, there's something about that relationship that is like, ugh. It just, mm, it does something to me. It scratches a part of my brain. It's just like, it's just like, yes. I just love it. And she has redeemed Travis Kelsey in my eyes. So that's what I've been on this week. Obsessing over that and not reading my Bible. I it has ruined my sleep pattern because I'm up on TikTok watching TikToks of Taylor Swift. Then I go to bed late, wake up late. I wake up late and I'm like, oh, shoot, I woke up late. I don't have time for my morning routine. I guess I have to start working immediately. 
and I start working immediately. And then it's just like a downward spiral. You know, it never ends well. When will I learn? When will I learn? When will I learn? Bringing me back to my point. Yeah, that's what I'm exiling. What am I exiling? I forgot what I was exiling. Putting my morning routine and starting the day with God to the back burner. I'm not doing that anymore. This November, I cut it out. How I feel about getting married at 23. 23. Did I ever think this was going to be my life? No. No. Ask me two years ago. Actually, two years ago, I hadn't met Lucas. So maybe I didn't know this two years ago. But ask me two and a half years ago. Early November, early 2021, early 2021, if you had asked me, oh, do you know that you're going to be getting married in two years? You think I would have said yes? No, 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 I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I was always the type of girl that like, I don't even know. I thought, okay, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to become a doctor. And then in med school, I'm going to find the love of my life. We're going to date for four years. Then he's going to propose. And then we'll be engaged for maybe like a year or two. And then we'll get married. No. Met someone at 21. Dated for a year and a half. Proposed. We're getting married six months after he proposed and your life just doesn't plan out the way you want to but it plans out the way that it needs to and it's beautiful i know so many people who are like praying like fervently fervently i hope i'm saying that word right fervently for their like spouse or husband that was not me like even when I gave my life to God, like, I was not looking. I was not looking. I was not looking. Even the concept of marriage itself, yes, I knew it was good. I never really, I don't think I ever really fantasized it. Like, my fantasies just stopped at, like, a guy liking me back. <laughs> That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted was to be liked back. And that's where my imagination stopped. What happens after that? What happens after a guy likes you? I don't know. I do not know. I didn't think that far ahead, you guys. I did not think that far ahead. And now here I am. Here I am. It's not a bad thing. It's an amazing thing, but I'm I'm in shock. I am in shock because you guys have been watching me for a while. You've been listening to me on this podcast. And, oh my gosh, does anyone remember my Valentine's Day episode, like, maybe 2021? And I was like, it was titled, like, He Just Doesn't Like You, Babe. (gasps) Oh my goodness. That one was, like, raw. I think I cried in it. I need help, you know? I just wanted someone to like me back. I just wanted someone to like me back. And it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. And I, you know, that's just what I wanted. And... Here we are. I always thought that I would be married by like 26, 27. I just, I envisioned me being a bride at 26, 27, 28. I even told Lucas like, don't propose anytime soon. Of course, I was joking, but I told him, don't propose anytime soon because I'm not famous yet. 
And I want my wedding in Vogue weddings, you know. And at this point in my career, I don't think Vogue, Vogue weddings will have me. So if you could just, like, push it back a little bit, you know, to the point where I'm relevant enough for Vogue weddings, then you can propose. He didn't listen, of course. I was also half joking, but, you know, I kind of was being serious. It's fine, though. I envisioned that I would be 20... You know, 27, 28, 26, like just like late 20s. And Vogue would care about my wedding, right? You know? And that's all. That's just where my imagination stopped. As you can imagine, I'm a pr- I'm pretty taken aback. And you've probably, if you've been watching me for a while, you probably are like, Karen, how do we get here? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I love it, though. But I don't know. So... I am going to tell you what getting engaged and getting married, getting engaged at 22, and getting married at 23. I'm going to tell you all the feelings that have come with it, okay? One, let's start with the idea that marriage in itself scares me. I'm petrified. I'm scarred from what I've seen in life. I am wounded, honestly. I'm like a wounded deer on on the hunt, panting for my mother, and she's nowhere to be found. I'm terrified of marriage because I haven't seen any good ones. Some time ago on Instagram, I posted something about my daddy issues, and everything in there was really real and raw. I've had three father figures and and i have and i've had two mother figures okay i've had three father figures and two mother figures mothers are great mothers are amazing but the partners that i've witnessed with my two mother figures have just been it's a little bit jarring to be honest what men can do and and i'm scared I'm scared. I would be lying if I told you that I wasn't. I trust Lucas. I trust Lucas. But I will make a confession that the night he proposed, I went through his phone for like an hour. <laughs> I don't go through his phone, right? I don't go through his phone. But I I just had had... Like, my mom had just faced such a betrayal like two weeks before he proposed to me that when he proposed to me, I, obviously I said yes, but that night I could not sleep. Because when you say, yes, I will marry you, that is a huge commitment. Even before you get to the aisle, like, you've already said yes to marrying someone. And I was scared. I shouldn't have done that, but sometimes a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. So I went through his phone for an hour <laughs> and I was just on Instagram. I was on messages, you know, just seeing if he had a double life. Right. And Lucas is obsessed with his screen time. He loves keeping it under like an hour or if on a on a bad day, on a bad day, his screen time will be like two hours and he's upset. OK, so we wake up the next day. He wakes up the next day and it was a Sunday. So the next day, iPhone, you know, is like, here's your average screen time of the day. He, he goes to look at his screen time 
and he sees that his screen time for the day has already been an hour. Fuse, I'm over there acting like, acting completely oblivious to what's going on. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, he sees that his screen time has been an hour already. He sees it's 30 minutes on Instagram and 30 minutes on iMessage. But I was sleeping all night. How is my screen time an hour already? He looks at me. Did you go through my phone last night? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Did you find anything? No. That's what I thought. <laughs> I did not find anything. I didn't find anything. So, you know, I did look like a little fool, but I feel like I just had to. And and I I don't think he will ever think to do anything like that, which just shows you that I have some issues. Um, I have some issues, but yeah, my I have been really really wounded and scarred. And so marriage in itself i don't know that i fully trust you know i don't know i don't know that i fully like believe it and that's okay right it's not for me to fully believe and comprehend like i don't have faith in marriage i have faith in god right and i know that god is leading me so i don't need to have like my belief in marriage and the system and everything to know that God is leading me on the right path. And that's just what I keep bringing my mind to because over the course of the time that we've been engaged, I've been very, very so doubtful. And I and it wasn't until recently that I I realized that it was like it was the enemy. And I sound so Christian because sometimes there are serious doubts that you need to have in a relationship, okay? I'm not saying that every time you doubt something your partner does, it's the enemy. You should have a little bit of doubt, but those doubts should lead you to talking to pe- to talking t- with them and sitting down and discussing in detail why am I having this doubt? Where is it coming from? You know, how can we how can we solve it? And then you kind of alleviate the doubt. You don't just like have doubts and then say that's the enemy. Sometimes sometimes there's a reason why you should be asking certain questions. But yeah, I was just so doubtful and fearful and so many things that's like, no, run, run while you can, run while you can. <laughs> and and for no reason too. Like there's like he would not do anything. And um and then my brain's like, mm-mm. I don't trust it. This is too good to be true. Run while you can. He's gonna hurt you. He's gonna hurt you. He has a double life somewhere. And that's because the amount of, there's this infidelity. I've seen so much infidelity in my own personal life. I have not seen a good marriage. Like, the only marriage I've seen up close that's like, wow, that's a healthy marriage, might be Lucas's parents. It says a lot about how he thinks about marriage because he has never doubted. Like, he has never doubted. And I look at him, I'm like, you don't even doubt for a second. Like, you don't even think, like, you don't even have a question. Like, it's not even a question in your mind. How can you be so sure? And I ask him, I ask him this pretty often. I'm like, how are you so sure? And because he's seen, like, an actual healthy, like, two-parent household, and I, I 
just recently realized like how much your your family dynamic you know has an impact on you it wasn't until I got engaged I was like wow like I knew my family was dysfunctional but (laughs) it's becoming more and more evident during this whole thing because he is so sure he is so sure he's so confident he is so like he loves marriage he he really aspires to just be with one woman for the rest of his life and build something with them and raise kids and like that's so new to me that's so new to me I you know up until then had never been with someone who loved marriage so much and it makes sense why I'm marrying him you know but I've never met met a a man my age group that just thought that way you know thought like that way about partnership and commitment like a man that doesn't have commitment issues at 23 and 24 how not experiencing a healthy family dynamic and I'm not saying void of conflict or anything of course there's going to be conflict but I can't even imagine growing up in a family that the dad loved the mom so much they were partners they did everything together they understood and cared for each other I've never seen that up close I wasn't born with it I wasn't you know so even in my friends lives you know a lot of the friends that I had a lot of them came from homes that were not functional very dysfunctional homes nobody's fault you know but uh, you know it kind of does something to you where I don't trust like I don't trust it <laughs> I don't trust it sometimes I'm looking at Lucas I'm like I don't trust you <laughs> and he's giving me no reason not to except for the fact that he is so trustworthy that I don't trust it I'm like mm, I, something's off here and so I, I've been dealing with that I've been dealing with like not letting what I've seen be my story and not letting yeah not letting the relationships that I've experienced and what I've seen firsthand dictate what I am allowed to experience and what I am allowed to have for myself what God has given me I'm not gonna block my blessing by saying like "Uh uh-uh no I don't I don't believe in this I don't trust it you know I don't like it you know I'm just like put your fears aside let God step in you know don't have that wall around you and mess everything up and I know I know that there's like there's a certain thing that's that fights marriages in my family I don't know what it is and it's been fighting me (laughs) it has my marriage ain't even started yet can you imagine so I've been I've been very scared. We have lots of conversations. We're doing premarital counseling. We're doing, you know, marriage workbooks. We're listening to sermons together. We're pray- we have a day dedicated to our marriage where we pray and fast for our relationship. 
we recently started it so i'm not gonna say like we've been doing it for a while we recently started it because i was realizing how important it is to just pray for us pray for this relationship and sometimes when god's blessings are just like a little bit too good to be true and it's not like anything you've seen you start to be like eh, i don't know but god's like hey let me just give it to you open arms receive it marriage scares me i don't know if if that I'm scared of commitment, cause I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm scared of commitment. I'm just like, I'm just scared of like the unknown of like that what I've seen in my life that I'm not used to like a man is just so dedicated and devoted to me and to our relationship and wants to see it flourish. I should be used to it by now because we've been dating for two years now. But the fact that it has grown into a marriage where we're getting married next month is like, whoa, like you actually mean it? <laughs> I thought we were just joking. <laughs> I thought we were just playing. Let's just play over here. Not in that way. But, you know, let's just let's just giggle. Like when you say marriage, that's serious, not scary. But I'm speaking out of experience and I and I recognize that and I'm allowing God to to change the narrative for me, change the narrative for my children and their children, you know, breaking generational curses. Amen. Amen. OK, number two, what getting married at 23 has also brought up is a lot of feelings of self-worth, like questioning my self-worth, which is crazy because you think, oh, but you have somebody that wants to marry you. Like, don't you think that is that should be all the sh assurance you need about your self-worth and your validation? And I think when I was single, I was really looking to be validated by a man. And I, I really put my self-worth on if a guy that I was looking at liked me back or not. Um, and this was before I was, you know, in Christ. And I met Lucas shortly after I came to Christ. So life is like before Christ and after Christ, but also before Lucas and after Lucas. Yeah, I was really like really placed my value on on men. And a lot of things that I did was for males attention just to be just to be wanted to be said like you're enough and you are beautiful enough and you are worth it like you're worth my time you're worth my you know time energy you know you're just worth it and being proposed to you would think that that would make me feel like okay boom yes i am so validated now i want i have a man that wants to spend actually spend the rest of his life with me and he means it and so i'm good but no because you don't find self-worth in people right what our brains trick us to do is that it tricks us to say if you have more money then you your self-worth will be you know you'd feel validated if you had a man then you'd feel validated so you do everything to get money and you do everything to get a man and you do everything to get that job because you're looking for validation in it and then when you get it you realize oh wait I, I still don't feel validated. There must be more. And that was a cycle that I was in before Christ. And that was a cycle that led me to give my life to God because I realized nothing I did by my own strength will make me feel validated 
and worthy and Christ has called us like he sees us as worthy in his eyes and the minute we look away from him and we start looking at other things for validation we come up short during this whole engagement season I've been like really questioning my self-worth but in the most backwards way ever where it's like wait am I actually good enough for someone to marry me first you think I'm not good enough until someone wants to marry me and then when someone says okay fine I'll marry you, you're like wait no I'm not good enough for you to marry me like that self-worth thing it never ends till you realize that you're looking for it in the wrong places and so I'm like I'm not good enough for you to marry me like why do you like me are you actually sure you want to spend the rest of your life all these things like am I even worth having people fly or having people travel even my own family members like am I important enough for them to want to fly to see me get married like am I worth it for them to want to give their time and energy to stand by my side engagement party and and thinking about a bachelorette is like why do you think your friends like you (laughs) do you think people actually like you enough to spend their time and money celebrating you you know all these things and that's that's just another thing i'm working through this is just a list of all the problems that i have no i'm just kidding but yeah so that's also what that has brought up is like self-esteem things the third thing marriage or being married at 23 has highlighted is that sense of independency i feel like i've been mourning a little bit about feeling like oh my freedom is being stripped away or something like i feel like i've been mourning i've been mourning a lot of things in this season i've been mourning The family that I thought I had because like a lot of things have just been highlighted to me during this time where I'm like and and everyone says everyone says weddings bring out the worst and weddings reveal so many things. And I don't know if I was ready for that at 23 to see, you know, family and in this light to see maybe friendships in this light to see myself in this light. I don't know. There was just a lot of things that I've, I'm mourning, which is like the family that I thought I had, the relationships I thought I had, dynamics that I thought were there. Everything is just being dismantled. But most of all is I'm struggling to cling on to this false sense of freedom and independence that I've kind of told myself that I had all these wa- all these years and now that I'm getting married, I feel like I need to cling on to it. I need to save it. I need to box it up and not let anyone take it away from me. I don't want my independence to take be taken away. And I don't want my freedom to be taken away. And I'm just like struggling with that, <laughs> with feeling like my independence is going to be taken away from me. And not being ready for that, but also knowing that my independency is not being taken away from me and I am still able to be myself, go after the things that I want, be with the people that I love, deepen my relationships with people, meet new people. Like I'm still able to do all of that, but now in a committed 
long-term for life relationship. I'm really trying to just understand that. And I'm also mourning kind of like my innocence, my childhood, because once you step into marriage, it's like, girl, you're married. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of growing up that comes with that, that I don't know that I readied myself for, but I don't, it's kind of one of the things, kind of like motherhood where you don't ever feel like you're ready till you're in it. And I can read all the books that I want and all the sermons and all the workshops and all the podcasts, but I don't know if I'll be fully ready till I'm in it. And that's okay. Like I said, I'm not putting my trust in podcasts and sermons and workbooks and all those they're good I'm putting my trust in God and I know that God is leading me so like he's he's the only one that I I have faith in and he's been my anchor you know throughout this whole thing all these feelings that I'm describing I said I was gonna say five things but I'm only gonna say three (laughs) I'm just gonna end it here he's been my anchor through it all and even like even looking at my my siblings and Clara sent me a TikTok where it was like we haven't shared a room in years and soon we won't share a last name and it made me cry so hard it made me cry I there's just a little bit of guilt also that I feel I'm like oh I'm leaving my family it's like no your family's still there (laughs) you don't get married and go up the grid you know but I just feel like Oh, I'm like, oh, but Zoelle, oh, but Clara. Like, it just feels like like you're losing something. Whether it's a sense of independency, childhood, innocence, immaturity, family. I don't know what it is, but it feels like it's just bittersweet. You know, weddings are so, they're beautiful. And especially when they're God-ordained and been nothing but a blessing it is bittersweet because you can acknowledge all all the beautiful things i know i haven't in this podcast (laughs) i haven't i haven't i've been i haven't been acknowledging the beautiful things but you guys know the beautiful things there's a little bit of sadness that comes with it but like i said god has been my anchor and he's been with me through all these these things and he's like don't worry i got you i'm holding your hand i know what's best for you i just reassure my myself and he also reassures me and everyone around me also reassures me like you're doing the right thing they know us i know our relationship and i know i've never been in anything like it and i want to be with him for the rest of my life i know that i know that but it scares me (laughs) It scares me, it scares me, it scares me. And so these are all the things that have been coming up over the course of the past couple months. And I feel like I don't hear people talk about it that much. And it's just all the TikToks I see is how, oh, I had a beautiful wedding and it was amazing and I love him. And I and I will be making those TikToks. <laughs> so if you see those TikToks, you know, I will be making those TikToks. I will be making the lovey-dovey TikToks on the wedding day with Taylor Swift's daylight in the background. I will. I will. I almost walked down the aisle to love her. But I'm not. I'm walking down the aisle to Canon and D by somebody. I don't know his name. 
His uncle is playing the guitar while we walk down the aisle. It's going to be beautiful. I'm excited. But yeah, these are all the feelings that come with being married at 23. I don't know that I have a lot of engaged followers or married followers. Yeah, it's it can be a lot outside of the glitz and the glam, but it doesn't take away from the holy matrimony. Somebody play Wale. The holy matrimony that's happening and I am pumped for it. I'm excited and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be it's going to be a whole new chapter. I think when I get married and we go on our honeymoon and we come back, that will be the start of season 4. <laughs> That will be the start of season four of this podcast. It'll be a whole new season. I'll be a love joy. Guys, let me know what to do with my last name, Adakora. I've been going back and forth. I know I want to take love joy. I do. Who doesn't? But I also don't want to get rid of Adakora. Like, and I don't want to hyphenate. But I also don't want to make it my last name. <laughs> but I also don't want to make it my first name because i i'm so close with karen and i know i was going by adakura as a first name for a while i wanted to see how it felt and it i don't know that i felt it that much you know i didn't have much of a bond with it but maybe i just needed to get used to it i'm not sure so who knows um let me know what to do with it because i don't want to let it go i could also just like keep it as my you know instagram usernames username i could keep it as that and instagram is pretty important in this world so if it's there then it's there that's what i'm leaning towards now but yeah i am getting married we are getting married soon i yeah there's no words there's too many words that i'm gonna end the podcast here i hope you enjoyed what's been on my mind i love you i do if you have any words of wisdom for me, please send them my way. If you have any recommendations of books and things I should read, let me know. I'm going to try and prepare myself as much as I can in this last month of singleness. I know I'm not single, but, you know, not being married. The church, the body of Christ describes your, your life in two ways. Either you're single or you're married. So this is my last month of singleness. We gon' part. You have to fight for your right to party. I will not be doing any partying. Thank you for watching. Goodbye. <laughs>